Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zazlo Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba Sedanos, Presidente, Win Dixie. Got great six pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know, your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Friday, 
the 8th of September. Good to have you aboard. We are part of the Believe Podcast Network and always presented by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-3, 800-747-3733. If you're involved in any kind of an accident, you're dealing with a personal injury, I send you to the best accident attorneys around, the ones who are going to treat you like family and get you the money you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Just got done watching this morning. The U.S. lost to Germany, 111-109, I think it was. They lost by two. U.S. loses to Germany in the semifinals of the FIBA World Cup, a game that they trailed the whole game. I watched most of the second half. They were down double digits for most of the, like down 10 most of the second half. When I, I say, it's not like they were, down, they were getting blown out, but they were down 10 like the whole second half. And yeah, they just couldn't get stops. And when they finally did get some stops there late in the fourth quarter, Anthony Edwards threw it away. He was looking for Jaron Jackson. That was when they were down by three with a chance to tie late in the game. And yeah, so Canada lost earlier today to Serbia. So we were already robbed of that final that we were looking for, Canada versus the U.S. But then the U.S. didn't even do their part. So the U.S. is out. It's Germany. It's Serbia. The Germans were celebrating on the court, as you would expect from beating the the, the United States. They're super pumped up. So you get Serbia. You get Germany, it's uh, Nikola Jovic for the Miami Heat. So I, I guess Heat fans, you got to root for Serbia on that spot. And and the U.S. goes home early. The U.S. loses in the semifinal earlier. It's obviously embarrassing. I mean, I don't sit here and pretend to care. I told you guys yesterday how I can't muster up the fake enthusiasm for the FIBA World Cup. It's, uh, you know, I, I, just, I care so much more about my club team. I don't care so much about the, the United States. I don't even care so much when they're in the Olympics. I got to be honest. Like I said, I, I can't fake the enthusiasm. Did, did I want them to win today? Well, I'm watching it. Do I want them to win? Yeah, I all wanted them to win, but man, I, I will not lose a second of sleep over it. I don't know. So U.S. loses earlier today. We got a fun show though today. If you're, if you're upset about the U.S. losing, you got to remember, it's Friday and the NFL is back. Last night... Week one underway, Chiefs lose at home to the Detroit Lions. I told you, I felt the Lions were a live dog. I felt the Lions had a good chance last night. And once Kelsey, I I, I was thinking the Lions were a live dog while Kelsey was, e- even before the Kelsey injury, then once the Kelsey injury happened, like, yeah, I think we're definitely going to play the Lions. Plus four and a half, Lions come through yesterday to the house. That's how you get the the gambling started. That's how you want to get the week started. First NFL week of the season. You get off on the right foot with the gambling. Everybody knows how important that is. Gambling's the best. Everybody knows that. So we got up to a great start last night as far as the gambling goes. And look, you you had a game last night that I think it felt like a big game. Like, it felt like a big moment for Detroit. You know, we said going into the game, if the Lions are going to be this team who has this new culture under Dan Campbell, if the Lions are going to be a team that anyone wants to take serious, well, you're looking for a good performance, first game of the year, national TV, at the defending Super Bowl champs. But once Kelsey was declared out, 
I really felt the pressure shifted to the Lions. If you're going to be a legitimate team, if you're Man Campbell, go beat a good coach. You're a good coach, not just if you beat the bad teams. You're a good coach if you beat the good teams with the good coaches. If you're Man Campbell and you want to be taken seriously, go beat Andy Reid. If you're the Lions and you want to be taken seriously, well, they now don't have Travis Kelsey in the game. Go win the game. It's not about putting on a good performance anymore, looking good at the defending Super Bowl champs. It now becomes, go in the game. And it felt like a big game the whole time. It really did. And the fact that the Lions are playing in a game, a regular season game, no less, that felt like a big game. Last night was a big moment for Detroit. We're going to talk to our pal Pablo Torre is going to join us on the show today. Meadowlark Media and ESPN, of course. Pablo, his new show started this week. I watched on YouTube yesterday. I watched both episodes. It's called Pablo Torre Finds Out. It's really fun. I recommend going and check it out, but I'll let him explain it more. So we'll get Pablo on the show. Pablo Torre, Meadowlark Media, ESPN. So he's a colleague of mine, all right? Because I'm ESPN now also, ESPN Radio, but I'm ESPN now too. So we're colleagues. So Pablo Torre... He's going to join us. Also, coming up, we're going to talk Dolphins football. San Diego Chargers, all-time great fullback, Lorenzo Neal. He's part of the Believe Network as well. Lorenzo Neal is going to join us here coming up in a little bit. We'll talk football. We'll talk about the game from last night with him. Dolphins Chargers this Sunday. We'll get Lorenzo Neal on. We'll talk some Dolphins and Chargers football leading into Sunday's matchup with the former All-Pro fullback there for the Chargers. So Lorenzo Neal will join us, but first, let's continue doing a little bit about the game last night. It felt like a big moment for Detroit, and I got to be the first, I have to be one of the first ones who raises my hand. I've been doubting Man Campbell from day number one. You know, thought thought he was a joke, thought he was a meatball, meathead maybe? Like Mike McCarthy is the meatball, Dan Campbell meathead. Okay, Detroit made all the big plays. And look, Man Campbell, early in the game, going for it, uh, fake punt on fourth down, deep inside your own territory, it worked out, but that's one of those plays where bad move that worked out. You can have good moves that don't work out. You can also have bad moves that do work out. That's a, it was early in the game. You're deep in your own territory. That felt like a bad move that worked out. But with that said, Detroit made all the big plays in the game. You had the pick six, of course. You had the fake punt, like I just mentioned there. And the fake punt was weird because when they picked it up, it's like, all right, they're still on their own 20-yard line. Like, the fake punt is only it's only meaningful if you wind up driving down and scoring now. Well, guess what? They drove the whole field and scored. So the fake punt, it was a bad move, I thought, that worked out. But they totally capitalized because they ended up driving the whole field and scoring there. You had the pick six, you had the fake punt, you had the long touchdown drive early in the fourth quarter that gave them the lead 21-20. Detroit made all the big plays. And matter of fact, that Detroit defense, and they're a young team, like Detroit may be here to stay. I, I, I really thought they looked like a serious team last night. And you look at the second half, look at the second half offense for Kansas City last night, all right? Start of the second half, Chiefs, 14 yards, punt. Chiefs, pick six. Chiefs, 16 yards, punt. Chiefs, field goal. Chiefs, field goal. Chiefs, six yards, punt. Chiefs, 
negative 15 yards, turnover on downs. They couldn't do shit in the second half. Detroit's defense was awesome. And you know what? Kansas City's offense, I think it looked like what we thought it was going to sometimes look like last year without Tyree Kill. How was the loss of Tyree Kill going to affect the Chiefs' offense? The answer was, it didn't affect their offense. Travis Kelsey, the loss of him. Now, you have to say, it's not just, all right, if they lost Kelsey instead of Tyree Kill, that, that's what you saw last night. No, it's the loss of both of them. It was not having Tyree Kill, but then also not having Travis Kelsey last night. And I think a lot of us thought that what we saw last night was what their offense was going to look like without Tyree Kill. But then you also lose Travis Kelsey... I understand. I mean, Chris Collinsworth wants to tell you what a miracle worker Patrick Mahomes is. He he couldn't do anything with that group last night. Couldn't do anything. And they couldn't get anything done. So last night was a Chiefs offense that... and, And like we said yesterday, okay, Patrick Mahomes, he's good enough to make up for the difference of not having Kelsey. We don't know what they're going to look like without Kelsey. Mahomes had only played without Kelsey, I think it was one time. It was in, it was in a Week 17 game where, where they had clinched. So we didn't really know what they were going to look like without Kelsey, and especially without Kelsey and without Tyreek Hill. you got to add that part. I, I couldn't believe. So it's 21-20 with like just over two minutes left in the game. I couldn't believe Andy Reid went for the 4th and 25. Goes for, first it was 4th and 20, then you get the penalty, 4th and 25, which by the way, we'll get to the false start penalties. Boy, was that annoying all game long. I couldn't believe he went for 4th and 25 from, from their own 30. They had all three timeouts, it's like, alright, if we don't pick it up, stop him here, they'll just get a field goal. We saw Patrick Mahomes, will get a touchdown. I don't have a problem with going for it 4th down on your own 30 in that spot. I do have a major problem going for... Fourth and 25. It's okay to go for it in that spot. But fourth and 25, you have no chance of picking up. You just don't. You're giving them the ball at the 30-yard line. And look, okay, they stole three timeouts, just get a stop. Your offense, meaning Detroit's offense, your offense is different in plus territory compared to minus territory. And the Lions, in plus territory, then on the 30-yard line after the turnover on downs, they're going to run different plays and have a different demeanor and a different confidence level deep into plus territory as opposed to pinned back in minus territory. You can't tell me different. It's It's a completely different scenario for your offense if you're Detroit. And Kansas City, there was no chance they were picking up fourth and 25. So look... If you And I hate doing the so-and-so out-coach the other guy because there's so much going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. But it really does feel like last night, Dan Campbell, he got the better Andy Reid last night. Great, great performance from Detroit. Not a great performance from Andy Reid. And obviously, Kansas City's offense, brutal, especially that second half. I do wonder, though, and we'll, we'll ask Lorenzo Neal about this. So Chris Jones, defensive line for the Chiefs, he's, he's holding out. He was at the game last night. I was surprised to see him at the game. He was at the game last night. He's sitting in, in a suite. Let's be honest here. He's rooting for the Chiefs to lose that game last night, right? 
it's not like when a player is out because of injury. Oh, do you, do you think he still wants him to lose? Because it, it'll show how much he means to the team. No, I never think that's the case. I think that guy wants to win. I think he wants his teammates to win. It's still his team. But I absolutely think Chris Jones last night is rooting for the Chiefs to lose. Because the Chiefs lose, that he's holding out. It's not as if he's injured, he wishes he could play, but he can't play. He's choosing not to play. And the best way for him to get his money is for them to lose and say, we can't win games. That I mean, remember what it was many years ago when Emmett Smith held out for the Dallas Cowboys and they started the year 0-2. He actually went back to University of Florida and ruled as a student, enrolled as a student. And they went 0-2. And then Jerry Jones gave him his money. He came back. They ended up winning the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Emmett Smith was likely rooting for the Cowboys to lose those games so he can get his money, and he did. I totally think Chris Jones is rooting for them to lose last night so he can get his money. Now look, we're pumped about the Dolphins. We're going to get to Lorenzo Neal. We're going to talk plenty of Dolphins coming up. First, though, it is Friday. You're sitting around, and you're saying to yourself, Zaslow, I got to know. Is it a big game? Or is it not a big game? Big game or not a big game? Every Friday, always brought to us by Brunt Insurance. From Pensacola all the way down to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance delivers that comprehensive insurance tailored exactly to your needs. When you call Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204 or go to bruntinsurance.com. You know that you're covered. There could be a flood. There could be damage from the hurricane to your roof. Maybe a tree falls. I don't know. But I do know I'm not laying awake at night wondering, God forbid something happens, how am I going to pay for it? Because Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they have the expertise and the experience to know exactly the area in Florida you're calling from and make sure you are covered and at the most affordable rate. They have offices all throughout Florida. So wherever you're calling from, 954-589-2204. You know that they're going to be able to give you the most comprehensive coverage. There's so many options out there. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear. The licensed, fully licensed staff at Brunt Insurance, they help you every step of the way. 954-589-2204. If you don't own your home, renter's insurance, condo insurance. Yeah, Brunt Insurance has got you covered. Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204. Go to bruntinsurance.com. Let's get to big game or not a big game. Big game or not a big game. Tonight, 7.05, Bally Sports, Florida. Miami Marlins at Philadelphia Phillies. Now, last night, the Marlins' six-game winning streak was snapped by the Dodgers. They got their ass kicked 10-0 last night. Okay, you still took two out of three against the Dodgers. That's an excellent job overall. Matter of fact, the Dodgers, Lance Lynn, no hitting. The, uh, no, Lance Lynn was the night before, excuse me. The Dodgers had a no hitter against the Marlins into the seventh inning. Josh Bell broke it up. The Marlins, after last night's loss, they are now a half game back of Arizona for the third and final wildcard spot. The top wildcard spot is owned by Philadelphia. So tonight, Marlins at Phillies. That's a big game. Big game or not a big game. Saturday, 
3.30, ABC, number 23-ranked Texas A&M at the Miami Hurricanes. Mario Cristobal and them boys, are they going to start 2-0? Can they get a win against a ranked SEC team? Texas A&M, look, they're, they're, I don't know about that 23 ranking right there. I feel like, I feel like we're going to learn about one of these teams tomorrow. Texas A&M, that would be a real good win for them at Miami. Miami getting a ranked win this early in the season. What kind of crowd are we going to get at Hard Rock Stadium tomorrow? I know they're clearly not expecting a good crowd because they're doing a whole ticket offer where if you buy tickets for the Texas A&M game, you get like $3 tickets for the Georgia Tech game. That's a disgrace. That's embarrassing. I told you, you're playing an SEC and a ranked SEC team and you can't come out for the Hurricanes to try and go 2-0? I'm, I'm telling... And, and look, it was an embarrassing crowd the first game of the season against Miami of Ohio. And this is what happens. I tell you this every year. No fan base talks more and shows up less than the Hurricane fan. And having to make that ticket offer right there, that that's a disgrace. Number 23, Texas A&M at Miami. You know what? Not a big game. If the Hurricane fan, the Hurricane fan's telling me it's not a big game. If the Hurricane fan isn't showing up to the game, then it's not a big game. You're making it easy then. Kane's fan is telling me it's not a big game. All right. Saturday, 7.30, ESPNU. McNeese State at the Florida Gators. The Gators make their home debut in the Swamp tomorrow night. I mean, McNeese State, give me a break. Are the Gators going to be the worst team in the SEC? They got their shit... I was 24-11. They got killed against Utah last week. Although the defense did look really good. McNeese State at Florida? Not a big game. It's not. It's not a big game. Saturday, 7.30. Apple Plus. Kansas City Sporting at Inter-Miami. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but Messi, he scored a goal last night. Qualifying game for Argentina. Messi is not with the club tonight. A couple other guys are not with the team either. I think Drake Callender is out tonight as well. So, Inter-Miami enters tomorrow night. They are seven, seven points back? Eight points back of the final playoff spot. They do have two games in hand. That's huge. Sporting Kansas City, where are they? They're toward the bottom of the Western Conference. So if Messi, Drake Callender, if a couple other guys are going to miss a game, tomorrow night's game against Kansas City would be one where you say, you know what, maybe they could still come up with three points. So, Sporting Kansas City at Inter-Miami, that's a big game. Yep, even without Messi, we're going big game. All right, everybody calm down. Saturday, 8.30. ACC Network, Southern Miss at number four, Florida State. FSU beat the shit out of LSU. They jumped from number eight to number four. Look, this is going to be a bloodbath. FSU certainly looks for real. It's the home opener, Doe Campbell Stadium. Southern Miss at number four, Florida State. Not a big game. That's not going to be close. It's not a big game. Now let's get to it. The main event, right? Sunday, 4.25 p.m. CBS. 
Miami Dolphins at Los Angeles Chargers. It's a blood feud. Tua, the number five overall pick. Herbert, the number six overall pick. Mike Tannenbaum may have been right about Justin Herbert, but Tua's a franchise quarterback as well. And after missing the final few games of last season and learning how to fall, he's doing jujitsu out there, Tua Tonga-Vailoa. The Dolphins, can they get a huge road win to start the season? Blood feud time. Dolphins at Chargers. That's a big game. You know it. All right. Finally, one more. Sunday, 8-20. NBC. Dallas Cowboys at New York Giants Sunday night football. Big time NFC East matchup. Everybody expects big things out of the Cowboys this year. But what about the Giants? Does Daniel Jones, can he ascend in year number two under Brian Dayball? Dak Prescott, if he plays poor, do we start talking about Trey Young? Cowboys at Giants? That's a big game. It's the NFL. Almost every one of these games are big games. Not all of them, but almost every one of them is a big game. And that right there, courtesy of Brunt Insurance, bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204, is another edition of Big Game, Not a Big Game. Yes. All right, so joining us now, one of the all-time great fullbacks in, in NFL history, former All-Pro San Diego Chargers. I always I always mix up the name, all right? Lorenzo Neal yes. joining us here. Like, Lorenzo, that has to happen to you, right? You're calling them every now and then. You still say San Diego, right? It, it, exactly, San Diego Superchargers. It's so hard to say the L.A. Chargers. And, I, and you know, I'd be remiss if I said that I, a part of me is not a little disappointed and, and uh, you know, that the San Diego Chargers are no longer the San Diego Chargers but the L.A. Chargers. But, you know what, all good things must come to an end. And, uh it's unfortunate that, you know, the city and the, and the team and organization couldn't find a happy medium because uh city of San Diego, that was a great place. Was, uh, San Diego was a great place. And the stadium wasn't the best, but the location was amazing. The fans were great. And and I both both sides lost on this. But uh, I'll tell you what, I'm excited because football season, another football season is here. And uh, these Chargers are going to be pretty, pretty exciting this year. So what, what's the support like for them in L.A.? Because I'm expecting there to be a pretty large Miami Dolphin fan contingent there Sunday. Yeah, there will be. You, anytime, you, even when you're in San Diego, anytime we played, because it's such a melting pot and because San Diego is such a retirement place that, you know, a lot of teams, they travel well to these places because, you know, a lot of families and a lot of individuals, that's a retirement community in San Diego and so is L.A. So you'll see a lot of guys and a lot of families from Miami that's going to travel to California. California is a place to be, they say. So, yeah, it is tough sometimes when you're you're planning a game and you, you, you're at home, but you're really not home. But I think that these Charger fans are going to step up, though, this week. I, I think that you look at the team and what they have. You have two teams that I believe that are playoff bound. You saw Kansas City go down to Detroit last night, and we know Kelsey, Kelsey's there. That may be a different outcome. But still, Detroit is a team that you know, people are talking about winning nine to ten games this year, and you got to see them. They're physical. They get after it. But, uh, yes, I think that the Chargers, I think that loss, I think it, it, I really believe that the Chargers win tomorrow, um, Sunday, Sunday rather. I think a lot of it's due because the Kansas City lost. 
they know now the Chargers, the Ra- the Raiders, Raiders, you know, this Las Vegas Raiders, another team used to say in Oakland, these two teams in, in Denver, they understand Kansas City is the cream of the crop. Kansas City is the team to beat. But now you have an opportunity and the Chargers have an opportunity if they take care of business at home against a, a playoff bound Miami Dolphin team, a team that that is, is, is pretty good as well. They can control their destiny. So this is going to be a this is going to be a, a great game. I think the atmosphere is going to be great, and it's already a playoff game. You, you can we believe it? Week one, it, with with what's at stake, is going to be. I think it's just going to be intensified. You know, I, I wonder, Lorenzo, for the Charger fans out there, do they look at these games? I think this is the third time in four years that the Chargers and Dolphins are playing. Chargers won last year. Dolphins won in the rookie year between Herbert and Tua. And I wonder how the Charger fan feels about this matchup because for us down here, the games against the Chargers are a big deal because it was such a debate. Do you go with Tua at number five? Do you go with Herbert? So Tua goes five, Herbert goes six. We know Herbert is a franchise quarterback. We're all pretty certain now based on Tua's performance last year, he is also a franchise quarterback. But the Tua... Tua Herbert thing is a very big debate here in South Florida. Is that a sure. thing? Is that a thing in in you know among Charger fans as well? It, it's interesting because it, it it's always seemed like the Chargers had that that debate ordeal. And let's go back what twenty five years ago when it was Ryan Leaf and Peyton and Ryan Leaf and was it Manning right? Yeah, yeah. And, and fast forward ten years prior to that, it's Philip Rivers. And Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. So think about the Giants. The Giants, t- you know, uh, Eli Manning doesn't want to play for the Chargers, so it's a sign and trade. He goes to the Giants and the Chargers take Phillip Rivers. And two, both these two quarterbacks, to me, both of them are Hall of Famers. But you look at Manning, he won a Super Bowl, and, and Phillip didn't. Now you look at Tua, and, and I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't. Leaf was a bust. We get it. Uh, Phillip Rivers and, and Manning both have two great careers. Right now, I think it's safe to say this what you've seen of Tua, that he's a good quarterback. I don't think that he's Herbert. And I think that you'd be hard to say that he's that Herbert is, you'd rather have Tua than Herbert. I think as Miami fan, you would say, God, I wish we would have took Herbert because of longevity, because he's a bigger quarterback, because he's taller. Not that he's not more athletic, not that Tua's not more athletic at times, but if you look at Herbert and his body of work, Herbert seems like was the more safer choice. And because of Oregon and certain things that, you know, maybe skewed the Dolphins' opinion, but I think the Chargers won, and yes, they both got fine quarterbacks. I know you guys are happy with Tua, but I think they both got fine quarterbacks, but I would still give the edge to to Herbert. Tell me a little bit. Uh, obviously, we, we look at the offense of these teams. Uh, Keenan Allen, is is he still the guy that he was several years ago? I mean, when he's healthy, when he's on the field, he, he you're talking between 90 and 100 catches a year if he plays 17 games. So tell me a little bit about Keenan Allen going into this season. And then also give me some thoughts on what you've seen, uh, obviously, last year from Tyreek Hill and just how awesome he's been. Yeah, I think that you look at these two and you talk about a Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is a Tyreek Hill is a game changer. Keenan Allen is a chain mover. He's that possession guy is going to catch you up. You know, he's going to be able to catch it in double coverage. He's that chain mover. You know what you're going to get out of Keenan. But when you look at Tyreek, anytime he touches the ball, you hold your breath. He is a game changer. He is a playmaker. He is a difference maker. And not that Keenan isn't, but Keenan's more of a chain mover. A guy that you know, third and 15 or third and 10, he's going to be at the right place. He's going to get big body. He's going to do the thing. So Keenan still has that. He still holds that. But when you talk about a guy like Tyreek, 
He's that guy that, you know, people come to watch this guy perform because he performs on such a high level. He can take a reverse. He can, You can put the ball to him in on a pitch. And anytime he touches it, you hold your breath and you better try to corral him because I'm telling you right now, he's lightning in the bottle. When you, when you look at this Dolphins offense, I mean, just speed on speed on speed. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert in the backfield. Like, I know you had Brandon Staley on the show recently on Believe in Chargers. I mean, that, that's got to – it's got to keep them up at night. What are they going to do about this Dolphin offense, right? Oh, you have to. When you talk about the Dolphins offense, it's a big play home run type of offense. You look at a guy, Raheem Mercer. I love Raheem. Um, he played with my son in Purdue, bowler up, hammer, hammer down. So he's a Purdue bowler maker. But he, if he's even, he's leaving. If he's got one step, if you can't corral him, if you let him get ahead a by one step, you're not catching him. If you see the back of that guy, it's too late. So the Chargers do. You're talking about Staley has been staying up night saying, how do we have to stop this guy? We got to stop him at the line of scrimmage. We cannot let him get going. We got to put a hat on him. We got to make him bounce. We got to make him stop his feet and have to restart. You cannot let him have a free run and stretch the defense and all have one cut and get downhill. Linebackers have to come off blocks. They are going to have to play gap control and do a great job of trying to bottle up Moster because he is tough. I watched him when he was with the Niners. The biggest knock on him is this, can he stay healthy? Is he going to be durable? Because when his athletic ability and his speed and what he brings to the game with the offense that you guys have and with the head coach, the way that he misdirection and move things and get guys on the perimeter with the quarterback able to move and get outside on the edge, look for that bootleg by the quarterback because you have a Mahim Moser that you got to stop getting to the edge so the backside becomes the front side. Are guys going to stay home and not cut down the line because if they come down sharp down the line to try to stop the run, quarterback's going to pull that ball and now now if you have the quarterback outside guess what he becomes a double threat because now he can run and pass because two is that type of athlete so the chargers are going to have their hands full this is going to be a great matchup and uh, this could come down to the team with the the team with the ball last could possibly win how about the, the both coaches mike mcdaniel brandon staley young coaches a different style of coaching how would that have played when when lorenzo neal was still in the league. Like a, a lot of these younger coaches, they're very different from what you were probably used to. Yeah, they, they are. But I think Staley is the type of guy that, you know, he's, he, he wants to still be physical. He wants to run the ball. He wants, you know, and you have, you know, a good running back, but running back that, you know, you look at the Chargers running back, Eckler, Austin Eckler, the way that he runs in between the tackles. He's another guy. I'm not saying he's more explosive than Raheem Moster, but what he is, I think he's a better ball catcher out of the backfield. Mm -hmm. I think he's a more patient runner. He's shown that he can be more durable. He's not, neither one of them are really necessarily physical. But if you watch the way that he runs, he doesn't take big shots. He runs low to the ground. He knows how to, you know, he's just a constant threat. So when you look at Eckler and you think about what he brings to the table, he is a, a good back. And I know they want to be more physical and he's not necessarily that thumper that they want, that four yards in a cloud of dust, but he is a threat and he's a very big threat in the passing game. So it's going to be interesting. This is the matchup how the coaches are going to say, hey, how are we going to do it? Because he's too fast for a linebacker to guarding coverage, and he's probably too physical for a safety. So how are you going to cover, you know, this running back? You know, what are they going to do? So it's going to be interesting what the defense does. So it's going to be a chess match. And, yeah, I, 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 I you know, I look at this game now. Fullback is an attitude. When you play fullback, you have to have an attitude. And, and I, sometimes they wanted to go in ace personnel and, uh, you know, in 12 personnel when I was playing but I forced them to put me on the field. How do I do How did I do that? I would go out there and I said, I'm going to knock this guy out 
I'm going to blow up an offense. I'm going to blow up a tackle, defensive tackle. I'm going to blow up a nose guard. I'm going to wham someone. I'm going to knock a linebacker out, and I'm going to force him to run the ball. And when you have a guy like Marty Schottenheimer, you got a guy, when you think about the coaches, you know, when you have Bill Parcells and you have a guy like Jim Moore that said, hey, we're going to be physical. And we're going to, and that's the thing. The game has changed. It's changed because teams aren't as physical, but you'll see come November and December, what's those teams? You look at Tennessee Titans. If they had a better trigger man, I think quarterback, they're able to still run the ball. If they had, you know, so you think about those teams in December, you know, Kansas City, more the exception than the rule. But you think about the Niners, physical, getting downhill. You look at the Steelers. You look at a lot of teams that are usually at the end of the day still standing. It's still teams that want to be physical. You know, I don't know if you saw the Dolphins last week. They signed their fullback, Alec Ingold, to an extension. That's got to make you proud, Lorenzo. You don't see that very often anymore. No, you don't. Ingle's a good guy. He played with the Raiders. You saw the way Ingle, he, how he plays. He wants to get his physical type of guy. And that's why I like the coach. You know, the coach leaves, you know, up there in the Niners. I work with those guys as well. So do, you know, work working with the Niners and doing some TV and radios there as well. So I like what the coach McDaniels, what he brings to the table as well. So I just like these coaches. I like these coaches because they're both going to be, it's going to be a chess match. Both of them are wanting to get after you. Both these guys are going to try to out-scheme you. This is going to be a great matchup. I think you got two teams that have high-power offense. Yeah. It's going to be who's going to have who's going to win in the trenches. It, it, football hasn't changed. It's who's going to establish the line of scrimmage, who's going to win in the trenches, and who's going to be able to run the ball. Because both these teams are going to throw the ball, we understand. But who's going to have a better running game? And I think the team that can run the ball best wins this game on Sunday. You can catch the former All-Pro fullback Lorenzo Neal on the Believe Podcast Network, Believe in Charters. I got to get that hat right there, Lorenzo. That's a good Believe hey, hat you got. You see that swag? You like yeah. that swag? Don't, get, don't be jelly. Don't be jelly. You're my guy. Hey, I'll, I, I'll call him up and tell him, you better send yes. my guy a hat. I'll make sure, brother. I'm on it. Tell him Lo Neal told you to get you a couple of them. Appreciate you hanging out with us today, Lorenzo. Enjoy the game this Sunday. No worries. You too. You're the best. Cheers. Excellent job by Lorenzo Neal. Like I told you, we'll get some Dolphins and Chargers stuff. In with, in with the former All-Pro fullback. Appreciate him hanging out with us. And again, of course, he is also part of the Believe Podcast Network. He does uh, believe, in the char- believe in Chargers. So there you go. All right. Very good. We're going to talk to Pablo Torre coming up. He's got the new show on Metal Arc Media. Pablo Torre finds out. We already gave you a big game and not a big game. You guys know what I'm talking about. First, though, if, you th- if you've been wondering how, how does Zaslow sound so good... How does he sound so refreshed? That's because I get the best sleep of my life. And how have I been doing that? Sheets and giggles. That's right. Talking to my man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. I was talking to him last night. He's getting married soon. Congratulations to him. But the best part is he's not just focused on himself. He's focused on all of us getting the best sleep of our lives. And that's because I sleep on Sheets and Giggles. And if you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you and your family are going to become part of over 100,000 Americans that are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. The Zaslow family, we never have to worry about where we're getting our bedding. We go to Sheets and Giggles. We use their naturally softer, cooler, more breathable, more moisture-wicking than cotton sheets. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. That's right. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? Look, koalas, they sleep up to 18 hours a day on a eucalyptus tree. How comfortable do you think your sleep's going to be on a eucalyptus pillow? That's what I'm talking about. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. If you use promo code Zazlo, you'll get 20% off 
your first order. That's right. Sheets and Giggles. You'll never shop anywhere else again for your betting. SheetsGiggles.com. So, we already did big game, not a big game. And now you're probably saying to yourself, Zazlo, I got, I got to spend a little bit of family time. So can you tell me, is it a big movie or is it not a big movie? Big movie or not a big movie? You know, we give it to you every Friday. We try and go through some of the stuff that's coming out in theaters. First up here, I, I got a few for you. First up, this movie is called Good Boy. All right. It's rated R. It's, it's, a, it's a thriller slash horror film. It is out in theaters today. It's also available on Prime. Now, it stars a bunch of actors I don't know. Matter of fact, it's got subtitles. I think it's in German. All right, let me tell you what Good Boy is about. Sigrid thinks she's met the perfect match with the charming and handsome Christian. But there's one catch. He lives with a man who acts like his pet dog. Trying to be open-minded, Sigrid continues the relationship but begins to notice an insidious undertone to Christian. Maybe puppy play isn't as innocent as it seems. I gotta tell you, I watched the trailer for this movie. It looks very disturbing. So disturbing that I might have to see it. Good Boy, Rotten Tomatoes media score, 91%. No audience score yet, but I gotta tell you, like I said, this movie looks very, very upsetting. So, Good Boy, I'm, I'm going big movie. Because I, I think I have to find out what the hell is happening here. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going big movie, but I'm, I'm very disturbed by it. Big movie or not a big movie. This is actually a, this is a show, all right? It is called The Changeling. It is available on Apple TV Plus today. It stars Lakeith Stanfield. We like him. All right, here's what The Changeling is about. Apollo and Emma's love story is a fairy tale until Emma mysteriously vanishes. Bereft, Apollo finds himself on a death-defying odyssey through a New York City he didn't know existed. All right, I got to be honest with you. I haven't watched the trailer. The series info doesn't really tell me a whole lot here. I do like Lakeith Stanfield. Now, is this the same story like Changeling? Wasn't that a... Uh, what, what's her name? Angelina Jolie movie that she also directed? The Changeling? Apple Plus? I'm going not a big movie. I'm not hooked. I got two more for you. This movie is called The Nun 2. It's the sequel to the first movie, which was also called The Nun. It's rated R. It is in theaters today. It's a horror movie. It has violent content. It also has some terror. It stars Thaisa Farmiga and Jonas Bloquet. I don't know those fools. Here's what it's about. Oh, it's produced by James Wan who did the Saw movies. All right, interesting, interesting. 1956 France. A priest is murdered. An evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face to face with Valak, the demon nun. Rotten Tomatoes, media score, 51%. There is no audience score yet. I'd like to see the first one before I see this, but I have seen the trailer. It looks scary. I'm going The Nun 2, big movie. 
I got one more here for you. All right, then I want to get to Pablo. This one is called My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. It's rated PG-13. It's a comedy. It has some nudity. It has suggested material. It is in theaters today. It stars Nia Vardalos and John Corbett. All right. This is the third movie in the series. This one from writer and director Nia Vardalos. The worldwide phenomenon, my big fat Greek wedding is coming back to theaters with a brand new adventure. Join the Portocalos family as they travel to a family reunion in Greece for a heartwarming and hilarious trip full of love, twists, and turns. Rotten Tomatoes media score, 27%. There is no audience score yet. I know the second movie got terrible reviews as well. I love the original. But I haven't seen the second one because I'm not interested in a sequel to my big fat Greek wedding. So I'm obviously also not interested to the third movie in my big fat Greek wedding. My big fat Greek wedding 3, not a big movie. And that right there is another edition of big movie or not a big movie. All guests on Zaslow Show 2.0, of course, brought to us by the official beer of the program. Johnny Cuba, what better time to tell you about picking up a six-pack of Johnny than right now? It is the weekend. We got football going on. Check out your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco, Imas. You can pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba right there. You know what I'm talking about, a refreshing German lager in a can. Make sure you drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Our guest here, Pablo Torre, he's got a big smile on his face here on a Friday morning. Are you jealous that I got the best beer sponsoring the program here? What are you smiling about? I'm smiling because I can only imagine the levels of tranquilo that you are hawking here on (laughs) Zaslow Show 2.0. I am so jealous. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it, man. And congratulations to you. Pablo Torre finds out. Are are we all going to be calling it very soon PTFO and everybody knows what that means? Absolutely. It, it, they're, they're entendres. I live in a world of entendres, as And yeah, pick your most explicit one and just presume that I'm going for that. So so we've been waiting for this. I mean, you joined Metal Arc Media, I don't know, like like a year ago? It was like a long time ago. And, Time's and- a construct, all right? Time is a construct. Did I join in April? Maybe, technically, but how much time has really passed? It feels like it's been a long time, but also, um, I think you'll agree, uh, who the fuck knows anymore? Well, I mean, hell, you came out the first episode with a bang. I watched both that. You got two episodes out now. I watched both episodes yesterday because I do my research. When I have a guest on, I make sure I'm I'm wall pillar to pillar. I know what's going on (laughs) in their life. All right. So I sat down and I watched all of both episodes yesterday. And so the so tell everyone first before I ask you about the episodes, tell everybody first what the idea of the show is how you came up with the idea. Yeah, so I have been somebody who has always loved uh, hosting stuff. What I did not get to do, though, at ESPN was host a show, develop a show from scratch that actually followed my authentic curiosities. Like, I love, truly, I love, like, the gas bagging. I love the idea of here are the top sports stories of the day. What do you want to do with them? 
But for me, sometimes I go off the board, man. Sometimes what I'm most fascinated by to launch a new show premised on curiosity and journalistic and pseudo-journalistic investigations is humiliate the man who's paying me money to join Meadowlark Media. <laughs> and so that first episode you alluded to, which I thank you for listening to and watching, of course, is about how Dan Lebetard happened to interview one Donald Trump over the period of 2013, 14, 15, and then has ran from that for years. And I realized we should figure out what's on those tapes. Those tapes have been erased. Zaslo, you've been to that studio. They were erased, only remaining on a certain hard drive in that room. And so I went into that hard drive, pulled those tapes, confronted Dan with them. And uh, I don't think he's ever sweated as much, which I, I think you can appreciate is an almost uh, planetary level of danger. So I want to know, how did it fall on your desk, the idea, that, like, how did, because, look, I, back then, we were at the same radio station, me and the yeah. Levitard show. I think at that point, oh, you know, I was doing mornings at that point, but we we were on the same station, and I remember now, yes, Donald Trump was a recurring guest, but I, I, I have thought about that in 10 years, so That's how did it, it land on your lap? It, it's that. So, okay, so this is why I love this story so much. I knew I wanted to launch with it was because people sort of saw this happen. But because, again, time is a construct, because nothing is real anymore, because, wait a minute, that guy's president? All right, I guess it's anything's possible now. <laughs> um, everyone forgot, like, the lead up. And in the lead up, he was around on Dan's show as a sports talk radio call-in guest. And, of course, he's, as you'll see on the tapes, like, legitimately hilarious. And we reckon with this sort of... Great radio guest. Oh, my Great gosh. We, re we reckon with what it means to be the bad guys in the documentary, laughing along with Trump, but also being honest about, like, why we laugh even still today. Yeah. All of which is to say that I was a guest of Dan, a first-time co-host in Miami in 2015, and Trump was a guest mm -hmm. on my first show. And at that point, again, this was pre-2016, definitionally. And I was like, wait, so why is Donald Trump a guest on this sports radio show, which I knew very little about, based in New York? Me, didn't grow up with it, knew the institution only from afar. And Dan almost casually just told me, like, oh, you know, we have him on the show. He's like, he's like a recurring guest. And at that point, I was like, okay. <laughs> and then filed it away in the back of my brain. And then when Trump ran... I had the vantage point of hosting that show with Dan. Trump is a call-in guest. Dude, three weeks later, he declares his candidacy. And so my vantage point was of the most like fresh eyes on like immediately seeing the connection. And everybody else was like, oh, that was like that. Yeah, that happened at some point, I guess. And they'd forgotten. And I had always had that burned into me. You remembered. Wow. You, I mean, I did not remember. And I know Trump's an amazing radio guest. And I had no recollection. I mean, I mean, once it was put on me again yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. They used to have Trump on a lot. But I haven't thought about that in right. years. <laughs> That's what I this is what tickles me about this is that there are people who have no idea who uh, who Dan is, who've never listened to the show, who like got a time capsule of just like American pop cultural history, truly through our weird like family of of Levitard show cast uh, and characters. Um and then there are people who actually lived it and now just feel the like the like the burnt out wiring in the back of their brain just activate for the first time like you. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God that people forgot about this, because I was hoping yep. that in the, in the fog of in the fog of history, of course, we forget so many things, including this. And Dan was mortified. Legitimately, like I 
<laughs> so we're on a, we're on YouTube. I'm going to show for our YouTube channel, and I encourage you to go just to watch how like Dan is is one of the best and most self deprecating people that I know. Right? He will yep. laugh at himself, and it's just an incredible singular skill among several that he has. But this. He didn't know. Like, this is the glory of like, why did I join Metal Lark? Why do I want to do this? What do I want to do with with this show? I did not tell him what's on the tapes. He had not heard them in years. I mean, and Dan's memory is already shot. But when you did you that. tell him that this is the first episode without without all the <laughs> details that you know he's about to hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the lead up to the show, as we're building out our studio in New York, I am telling Dan, like, look. The one episode I want to do, because I had been <laughs> I, I had been bugging him about the Trump stuff, like making fun of him directly, okay. like just privately for a while. And I was like, look, I want to do the Trump tapes episode. And he sort of <laughs> in, in that Dan way, Dan is like the worst text messenger of all time. Yeah. And so he like sort of like registered it and like agreed to do it. And I was like flying in and out of Miami to like fill in for him, to go host with him as I was like semi working for Metal Arc Media over the last approximate year, as you put it. Um, and, and he agreed to do it just after the show one day. <laughs> And so I sat him down and he didn't realize, I think in his mind, you'll you'll hear it. You'll almost hear the swinging interrogation light over us. Um, but it was just walking into his own studio and he was uh, truly blindsided by himself, by what he had done. And you just, you you hear Mina, Mina Kimes, our friend called it. Um, she, her favorite part was she could hear the ulcers that <laughs> Dan was having as he was listening to himself. Well, and for you guys out there who are hearing about this and Pablo Torre finds out, I, I would I would watch it on the YouTube channel like I did yesterday because you want to be able to see Dan's reaction and uh, and the clip. It's really well done. The clips that you guys intersperse Thank in and you, all man. of it, it. It was a really fun first episode. All right. So how are you coming up with the ideas? Like, like. Do you want to say what the next idea is or is that a surprise? Yeah. No, no, no. So so truly this morning as you've been talking, the third episode dropped. We come out Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And episode okay. three is an investigation, a true rabbit hole that I have spent months working on, dude. Like there I've so Dan has made fun of me uh, rightfully. Like, what are you doing at this company? And quietly, I've just been reporting stories and i'm trying to get a head start because this the show is is when i say pseudo journalistic I, I say that truly tongue-in-cheekly like I'm, I'm 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 reporting and investigating things and so today's episode is about the mystery that unfolded when i got a text message that contained a five billion dollar check a check that was used allegedly to bid on the washington commanders and so anyway there's a lot in there there's uh the imperial japanese army is in there uh coach k is in there um, Bob Marley's in there, you know, like the phrase these nuts with a Z are in there. Like okay. I, I just, I, I, there's a lot of rabbit holes. I'm, I'm not well right now, Zaz. The tranquilo that I aspired to <laughs> is a function of the fact that I'm not well. My, my, my brain is currently that, uh, that red yarn board from always sunny. Like I am just, so how do I decide the stories? I have a long list of like half-baked, semi-stoned ideas that become potentially journalistic real things. And we're going to find out how many of them, and I keep on saying the title of my name unironically, um, we're going to find out how many of them actually get to be, um, you know, birthed into the world. That's awesome. That's awesome. Pablo Torre finds out, like I said, I, I mean, you can listen to it, of course, podcast, that whole deal, but I like watching it on YouTube. Um, yeah. You're also going to have, now I watched the episode as well, Dan Soder and, and Katie Nolan joined you this week and so are you also going to do episodes where it's just hey you know I'm, I'm hanging out with my friends and we're just having fun conversations yeah 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 so to do a uh weekly like journalistic deep dive um is a lot on its own once a week um 
some shows do that once a month and, and they are very good shows that I love. Um, for us to maintain our sanity because I shovel coal for Dan Levitard professionally now and the DraftKings Network, I need to like actually do more than one show a week because I work in sports media. And so I'm trying to do this weird thing of like, how would I do like a, a fancy journalistic show, but also have fun in a talk show format. And so, yes, once to once or twice a week, I'm going to do a show format that I call share and tell. It's show and tell. I plagiarized our grade school, uh, you know, teachers, and we each bring in one thing that we're obsessed with in that given week. And so on this episode, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Dan Soder turns out to be a uh, seventh and eighth grade best friend, literally the best friend of Mike McDaniel, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. And so he brings in um, not just a screenshot of like what his friend looks like in Madden, having mm -hmm. played him in Madden as a kid, but he brings in all of the stories about how he used to taunt him while playing video games. Mike McDaniel playing video games, by the way, is a real, a real terror, it turns out. Like that guy. I can only imagine um, the depths to which he was mercilessly just like uh, <laughs> scamming people with all of these things. It's funny when Dan Soder mentioned, I played the clip for my son. And when Dan Soder mentioned, he always played with the Falcons like, oh, because all of us, if you're around my age, which I think is around their age, we yeah. all play Tecmo Super Bowl, which we all look. Madden's a great game, but everybody knows Tecmo Super Bowl is the OG of no sports doubt. video games. I'm like, Oh, he, he played with Dion. That's he was Falcons. <laughs> he played with Dion. Like you either play with the Falcons so you can have Dion or you play with the Raiders. So you can have Bo Jackson. That's what that game was. Yes. And so Mike McDaniel using Dion, I like to think as Dion Sanders has had a big week in the sports media. <laughs> I like to think that Dan Soder's Mike McDaniel using neon Dion prime time in Tecmo Super Bowl is 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 the best Dion coverage from the week. <laughs> it's uh it's a really fun episode and I love the clips from Dan's wedding which by the way for people out there listening Pablo Please. officiated Dan's wedding and I told you after after the ceremony I was like that is the best uh, I don't is it called officiating I don't even know what it's called like that was the best officiating I've ever heard from a wedding. You were phenomenal. Dude, I love so I you've always made me feel tranquilo because I think about you telling me that at a yep. moment of just like insecurity, right? Like, so just for, to, we paint the picture on the episode through the vantage point of Katie and Dan, uh, Dan Soder, but just so Zaz and I can explain what it was like, like I'm officiating this wedding. I'm marrying Dan and Valerie in front of God and country. And I look up and Pat Riley's yeah. there. And I just like lock eyes with like Pat Riley at yeah. one point and, and Mickey Arison and Andre Dawson and you and all of the ESPN characters and the sports media, Dan Patrick's like, it, it was just very stressful. And so when I got good feedback from two people in particular um, that I remember very dearly, um, you and Pat Riley's wife, who said something very similar, I'd never met her. Um, I was like, I, okay, I can breathe. I can now go get stoned in the corner uh, because it's <laughs> time for me to just... Having done my journalistic duty, having reported a wedding vows speech for Dan and Valerie, I can rest. It was, yeah, it was phenomenal. And of course, the story goes there where, where it, there were no phones allowed. Although I think at the wedding, I think like at the end of the nuptials, we were allowed to take our phone out because I feel like I have a picture Right I think at that all, point. I think all of us kind of quietly broke the rules. Yeah. You know, that's kind yeah. of how I think it happened. Yeah. And so so Dan Soder and Katie Nolan's relationship got outed. You see in the in the story. Yeah. Uh, uh unintentionally. 
by Marty ESPN's Smith. Marty Smith. Uh, that a video that was posted online, which I enjoyed watching on the video yesterday because I saw myself in the background there. So That's I right. enjoyed that. I'm in That's, the background. Oh, you there. know what? You got we got. I my, here's okay. My first regret as host of Pablo Torre finds out we needed to telestrate that. We needed a spot shadow Zaz. We needed a spot shadow Katie's hand, like lightly grazing Dan Soder's back, which is the reveal yeah. for all of like the Lebetard subreddit to like glom onto the story. Um, what a what an absurd evening all around. It was really fun. And you know what? I have such a funny story too from Dan's wedding, invo- directly involving Dan Soder that I love telling people. Oh, no, so, I don't know this. So I will tell you. So, so it's during the cocktail hour. All right. And look, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. So I love telling this story, but you know, you don't have that many people you could talk about pro wrestling with, especially because growing up at my age, you're growing up in the eighties. You love wrestling. It's very taboo to like pro wrestling. That's, that's something you keep to yourself. You know, this is the thing that I do on my own when I'm at home. Nobody else can know about my weird thing. All right. But we're at the cocktail hour. My wife and I love Billions. We're huge fans Same. of the show. Love Billions. So obviously we love Dan Soder's character in this show. And we see Dan Soder's there with Katie Nolan. But I'm not interested in talking about Billions. Whatever. He probably doesn't even want to talk about work, you know? So we don't care about that. Or at least I don't care about that part. I happen to know Dan Soder is a huge pro wrestling fan. So what do I do? I know this is going to work because I know he's probably just like me. I walk straight. Dan, Dan Soder standing there with Katie. And I think also they were standing with Dominique Foxworth and his wife, like the four of them were yep, talking. Makes you know? sense. And so I just walk directly up to Dan Soder. I don't even introduce myself. I walk right up there. I tap him on the shoulder. He turns to go, Hey man, let's talk about wrestling. And his eyes light up the way that I knew they would. Because when two people, who love wrestling, find someone else who loves the taboo thing that they like, and now we can talk about this thing with each other. We're now friends. So we stood there for probably the next 25 minutes talking <laughs> about wrestling. Oh, with, I believe this. With story. Katie being so annoyed. She was so annoyed standing there. My wife probably as well. And the two of us just stand there talking wrestling for 25 minutes. Oh, he's, he's uh, by the way, I, unsurprising to hear all of this. Totally, totally adds up. Um, we also in the episode, cause I knew that of course, Dan Soder is a great wrestling fan, but not just a great wrestling fan. The owner of, I believe the greatest Randy Savage impression yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Um, in the episode, we wind our way to like, just having him give I, a lot of this episode, admittedly, is just me throwing lobs to Dan Soder. Like, Hey, what does Marty Smith sound like? Hey, what, do, what would Randy Savage <laughs> sound like if he was giving a speech to your best friends uh, football team and macho man, Randy Savage giving a short stump speech to the Miami dolphins is just it, it, what a delight What that. It, yes. More wrestling, more Dan Soder in that way, please. What is the, what is what's on the agenda for Pablo Torre this weekend with the NFL getting going? What is Sunday like for you in the Torre household? Yeah. My daughter is crying faintly in the background. Uh, imagine her. She's like almost four years old. Um, I have YouTube TV. I bought, I paid whatever the million dollars to get Sunday ticket through YouTube just, TV. He, here is the, uh, here is my checking account number. You tell me how much money I get to keep. Exactly. It's funny how we've gone just over time from like, I'm never going to even use my real name on the internet. I'm never gonna give my credit card away to now. I'm just like, sure. Have my daughter's college tuition so I can watch 
four games simultaneously. So I'll be watching four games simultaneously. My skin will be fusing to my couch in that way that you need to like be forklifted out of your house in those reality shows eventually. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm just what I, I, as much as I am the guy who wants to have like the headier, uh, intellectualized, psychedelic approach to like sports, I'm also gonna <laughs> just sit there, man. I have I, I I drafted Travis Kelsey first in my fantasy in the first round. Excuse yeah. me, is my first pick. I'm 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 feeling it. I have Mahomes as my quarterback in the same league. I'm feeling it. Like not a great day for me. And so I'm gonna scrounge around the waiver wire, hoping to find a thing that'll make me not embarrassed to be the sports professional who is losing to some non-sports professionals in a fantasy league. Now, even though you're with Metal Arc Media now, Pablo Torre finds out you're still doing stuff on ESPN, right? You're still doing around the horn, that kind of deal. Yes, still doing around the horn. We'll do around the horn today. Still doing PTI when Michael Wilbon is off um, on a yacht somewhere with Magic Johnson, I believe, is where he goes when he's not hosting PTI. Uh, yeah, and I'm grateful to do it, man. I still do love that stuff, and that's why, like, in the part, look, not to get too therapy couch with you, but like, the part of me that likes to do the sports talk thing is very real. Mm-hmm. I am honored that I get to haunt people largely on mute from sports bar televisions. Um, <laughs> And then this new thing is where I get to be the rest of me, right? And so that's that's the joy of like, look, you know this having your own thing. Like you do to a certain terrifying extent what you want. And that's just, that's that's the, that's what yeah. sweaty Dan Lebatar lured me with was like, do you want to do what you want? Yeah. I thought to myself. I do. Yet I, I, I do. And also, am I also terrified to hand my college tuition again to another suspicious character? But I'm already doing it everywhere. <laughs> so here you go. Here you go, Dan. Great job, Pablo. So again, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Pablo Torre finds out, right? Yes, sir. Please subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe unto eternity so that the daughter I referenced shamelessly so many times in this interview can actually go to college. Stay tranquilo, Pablo. <laughs> Mas... Mas tranquilo, por favor. Thank you, pal. I appreciate it, man. Thanks, dude. Excellent job out of Pablo Torre. Before we continue on, guys, hey, it is still summertime, which means you still got time to go out there and get that new ride you've been looking at all summer. That's right. I'm sending you to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. If you're even thinking about getting a new car. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru has the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. So easy to get to, so many options. You can even shop from your home. You can figure out what you want before you even walk into the showroom doors at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Because at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you always get more. Guaranteed most money for your trade. Lifetime warranty included on all North Fort Lauderdale Subaru vehicles. Shop right now, nflsubaru.com. That's so easy to remember, nflsubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road, the building you know and the place to go. nflsubaru.com, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home and your business? Is that a big deal? It is not a big deal. I don't know. I'll tell you who does know. Water Cleanup of Florida. Here for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The team at Water Cleanup of Florida has over 60 years combined experience. Their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. Look, when an unexpected damage occurs in your home or in your business, you need specialized fast and reliable services 
That's where water cleanup of Florida comes in. They know the impact and the stress that an unexpected disaster is going to cause, and their objective, make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Call or text Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, or go to WCUFL.com, 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So last night, leading up to the game, Thursday Night Football, you got NBC, you got Tarico, you got Collinsworth, and Chris Collinsworth. I don't know. I guess he thinks there are people out there who still don't know how good Patrick Mahomes is. Well, they have no Travis Kelsey, no Chris Jones. They're second and third best players on this great team. But they have Patrick Mahomes. And I think America is about to find out how good he really is. I mean, are there people who aren't aware how good Patrick Mahomes is? And, like, as if last night's the night that they're going to find out. I, I don't know if you're aware. A lot of people watch the Super Bowl. He's played in three of them. He's won two of them. He's got two Super Bowl MVPs. I feel like those nights were kind of the nights that people found out, that America found out how good Patrick Mahomes really is. So I'm going not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Nick Wright. We like Nick Wright. FS1. He hosts what's that show called in the afternoon. First things first. Nick Wright. Yesterday, he's a huge Chiefs fan, and he got a tattoo set. He he, he tattooed on his arm never a doubt and that apparently is like the Chiefs slogan because he has predicted that the Chiefs are going to go 20 and 0 including a Super Bowl victory and to prove his confidence he got it tattooed on his arm what's this there's this is not just foolish television nonsense this is I truly believe this and I will prove it to you brew tatted on my arm as of this week Never a doubt. The same thing there. And this is why is it that looks real? like. Yes. Oh, it's real. That's a real thing. Oh, it's real. We have the evidence. I knew you I wouldn't believe it. it. No, off. you can't wipe it off. We can show you. I Even my daughter who went with me took pictures of it getting done. Wow. There's me after the show on Tuesday getting it done. So never a doubt. It's literally tatted on my arm why not for this very purpose. Though. Never a doubt could be that what, could reply. What do you mean? Oh, what do you mean? Oh, show me your tattoo about your your beloved Ravens or whomever. You're gonna parse the tattoo. All right, I, I'm I'm going not a big deal because yes, he, he's obviously wrong already. It's just the first game and his prediction is wrong. But that tattoo, never a doubt. Number one, it can mean anything. It, it, it's not. And, and and if they still end up winning the Super Bowl, then the tattoo looks good. But here's the thing. If you're going to get a tattoo like that, it's got to be like a Super Bowl trophy. Uh, you know, I think it's a Super Bowl 57 or, you know, NFL Super Bowl champions 2023. That right there can mean anything. So, no, it, it's, it's not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So, J.J. Watt at halftime yesterday, he, he made a video and he started talking about what we were all seeing, which was the right tackle for Kansas City was jumping every play and never getting called all right we got halftime of opening night uh first off feels damn good to have the nfl back obviously second off let's talk about what everybody's been seeing uh the offensive line uh obviously i'm a defensive lineman so i'm a little bit biased here uh, but i do believe i have a fair take on the topic Uh, offensive tackles leave early that's part of their advantage they know the snap count we don't so they try and leave that millisecond quarter second early to get a jump, to get a little bit wider set, to get ahead of you so that they're in a better position than you are. 
I don't blame them at all. I would do the exact same thing. I try and jump the snap count all the time. Um, do I think it has gotten a little egregious and uh, the ref could get it in check with one quick flag? You throw one flag on it and the guy has to think about it now and, and that probably shuts the problem down. Um, we know they're not going to throw a flag on every play. It's going to slow the game down. Nobody wants to do that. But I, I personally think that one flag gets that right in check um, because some of these are starting to get a little ridiculous. Yeah, this is a big deal. J.J. Watt's 100% right, and it was annoying to watch. I mean, I, I, I understand what he's saying there, that, that, that they do it to get an advantage. Everybody does it, but throw the flag the first time. Throw it early in the game, and it stops. It was so completely unfair. He was so far behind the center before the play was before the ball was even snapped. Completely unfair. That's a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, Pat McAfee. The Pat McAfee show debuted on ESPN yesterday. I think it's noon to three every day on ESPN. And look, he, they curse a lot. Apparently, they're allowed to curse except for the F word. And it, it couldn't even get through the first show without the F bomb. Hell yeah, right we did. Oh, I just said. Right there. There's oh, the first one. Yeah, oh. that's right. Oh, my God. Our, we're there. Almost made it. Oh. Damn. Didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, this is not a big deal. I'm glad they're allowing the swearing. And if he says the F word, which they will, they're going to bleep it out. So they'll mute it out. Who cares? It's so it's so not a big deal. Not a big deal. Happy to see Pat McAfee. Hey, that's another one of my colleagues. He's on ESPN. I'm on ESPN Real. We're colleagues, me and Pat McAfee. And that right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Let Water Cleanup of Florida tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Okay, there you go. What a, what a show today. This was a great show. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us today. Obviously, we'll have another edition of It's Still Real to Me. That's my wrestling show. That will be tomorrow. I believe it'll be tomorrow. Because, I mean, Sunday, we are locked into football. Dolphins, Chargers, you know it. I already told you that's a big game. Can we do a show on Monday morning? Can we start the show Monday morning talking about the Dolphins and Tua getting a huge road win? That's what I'm talking about. Thanks to everybody who hung out with us today. Thanks to everybody who put together a great show. Can't do it without you. We'll talk to you on Monday on another edition of Zaslow Show 2.0. No!